You're listening to special programming brought to you by Ragana Kuman Henry of Coldwell Banker Premier Realty. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. everyone. Welcome to the Southern Nevada Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Regana, and we have a very special guest, Kiersey Mbaki, a loan officer with the Loan Depot Mortgage Company. Welcome, Kiersey. Thank you, Regana. I am so excited to be here with you today, and I appreciate the opportunity to have me here. Yes, and Kiersey today is going to talk about loan programs and what's right for specific individuals. And I know there's people out there, maybe they have never purchased a home before, maybe they have, and some people are very confused with the different loan options there are. So Kiersey, when people are wondering out there, you know, like what type of mortgage loan is right for them, what do you say? Great question, Regana. So while there's lots of different types of mortgage loan products, you know, the main ones that you're going to hear about are your FHA, your conventional and your VA loans. And, you know, most of us weren't taught in schools or by our parents what the different options are for us for homeownership financing. So we learn from talking to family or talking to our friends or, you know, maybe our neighbors on what their experience was. And the problem is, is it's just that. It's their experience. Yes. And so the for the people listening out there, Kiersey, they're probably wondering, especially if they've never done this before. And, you know, since things maybe have changed over the years, how does one know which is the best mortgage option program for them? It's just going to really depend on your specific situation. So each program has its advantages or, you know, but it's all, it's always going to be specific for you and your specific situation. There's different qualification requirements for FHA, for conventional, for VA. But if you have a really good loan officer, they're going to go over all of your situation and what's going to be the less, the, the best loan for you. Yes. And so, you know, many people think that FHA loans are like for first time home buyers. Is that necessarily true? Hey, that's a great question, Regana. So, you know, you will hear that a lot. You know, people call me up. Hey, I, I have never bought a home before. Can I get that that first time home buyer FHA program? Well, FHA isn't necessarily a first-time homebuyer program. You know, you can buy your first home with it. You can buy your fifth home with it. You know, there's there's stipulations, of course. For example, you can't have two FHA loans at the same time within a 100-mile radius. So let's say you bought a home here in Las Vegas a few years ago. Now you've uh, had a couple of children. You need another bedroom. Your mother is coming to live with you. You know, whatever the situation is. You can't purchase with another FHA loan if you currently have one. So you would either have to sell the home, refinance it into a conventional loan, or just do the new home as as a conventional. But FHA is a great product. You can only use it for owner-occupied. 
Okay. You can't do it to purchase a second home or an investment property. Okay. And how do people know how much do they need for a down payment on the FHA loan? And like, what kind of credit score uh, would they need to do a FHA loan? So FHA only requires you to put down three and a half percent of the purchase price or the appraised value, whichever is less. As far as credit scores go, we can go down to a 580 with that 3.5% down. Okay. Now, you can go down to a 500, but you're going to need, you know, as much as 10% down to be able to go that low on the credit scores. And FHA loans, they are insured by the Federal Housing Administration, which allows for easier qualifications for, for borrowers that may not be able to purchase with a regular conventional loan. And they also allow for higher DTI. Okay. And for the consumers out there that don't know what a DTI is, because that's like an abbreviation lingo for the people in the mortgage business, what is DTI? That's a great question. I think a lot of us use terminology in our day-to-day business lives that not everybody might understand. So DTI stands for debt-to-income ratio. And that is the percentage of your monthly pre-taxed income, you know, what you spend on your debts, your mortgage, student loans, car loans, credit cards, versus whatever your income is. That's how we calculate a debt-to-income. I see. And can they consider, the lenders consider things like cell phone bills, paid on time, gas, utilities, food, car insurance included in these type of ratios? That's a good question, Regana. So, you know, some people like to do their own research ahead of time and they may say, with all of my expenses, you know, I don't call my debt to income is going to be way too high. Well, we don't include things like your cell phone, your your gas for your car, your utilities, your food. Those things aren't included in your in your debt to income ratio. I see. And but Kiersey, some people may say that, you know, for example, they may manage their money well and they know they can afford to pay higher than what they qualifying for uh, through the mortgage. And if they know that they can manage their money well, they may think like, why won't they the mortgage companies lend them a higher amount? So that's a great question, and especially here in Las Vegas, where you have industries where you get a lot of tips, a lot of commission, a lot of self-employment. Sure. So there's specific ways that we have to calculate the income per the FHA guidelines. So you may make on paper a little bit more money than I can use to qualify you. Sure. Um, FHA does allow you to go up to... of your income for your housing and your other obligations. Sure. So after that, they kind of deem it as as a risk for you as as the buyer and a risk for them as the lender. And we've seen this really well in the last couple of years where we had a pandemic. I mean, nobody nobody could have predicted a pandemic like that. And there was a lot of people that were out of of work for a month, two months, a year. So- You know, they want you to be able to save money and have that money in case of emergencies like the pandemic, for example. I see. And Kiersey, there's people out there wondering, okay, with an FHA loan, what is the maximum purchase price they can do for FHA loans? 
That's a great question as well, Vergana. So FHA, they do their loan limits, uh, and it's determined by what county that you are purchasing in. So in Clark County, here where we're at, most of the counties in the United States, that limit is $420,860. Now, if you were purchasing, let's say, in L.A. or Hawaii or some of those other high-cost areas, it's going to be a little bit more, but for the most part, you're going to be limited to that 42860 I see. And so, for example, I know there's some people out there listening. They're going to say, well, what if they found a home that they absolutely love and it fits their family's needs due to, you know, bedroom size, yard size. But, for example, it puts them over the county loan limit that you're talking about. Does that mean that they can't purchase that home on an FHA loan, Kiersey? It does not necessarily mean that you cannot. You would just have to put a little bit more money down so that your loan amount doesn't go over that county loan limit. I see. Well, Kiersey, I'm sure there's some customers that may be working with a real estate agent right now. And they're saying, for example, the agent is telling them, well, you know, you qualify for the loan. But for example, the house will not qualify using FHA financing, so they have to find another home to purchase. Why would that be that the real estate agent for the buyer say that the house doesn't qualify for FHA financing, Kiersey? So this is a great question, too, because I have, you know, I have a lot of people that are looking like on Zillow or on the Internet somewhere for homes And when I go and look it up for them so that I can see approximately what their payment's going to be, you know, I'll see that it doesn't qualify for FHA financing. So I try to explain that to borrowers and they're they're just not really, you know, they don't really quite understand. So I'm glad you asked that question. So FHA, they do require an appraisal from an FHA certified appraiser and they are restricted to HUD guidelines. They have Mm -hmm. to have specific things in the home that might be a little bit more stringent than, say, a conventional appraisal. You know, you can't have any health and safety issues. The soundness of the construction is going to be noted. It's got to adhere to local codes, like no wires poking out anywhere, no chipped or peeling paint. You've got to have outlet covers, things like that. I see. Now, Kiersey, how are the interest rates Let's say, for example, how do interest rates compare from, let's say, a FHA loan to a conventional loan? So for FHA, rates are typically a little bit lower than conventional. And this is because they are insured by FHA. So FHA insures them with their own particular mortgage insurance. And you keep mentioning about the loan is insured by FHA. So for people out there that never purchased a home or are not familiar with mortgage insurance, can you expand on what mortgage insurance is? You bet. So there's a couple different types of insurance that you're going to have on your home. You're going to have your homeowner's insurance, which insures the property in case of any any damage, like if there was a fire or you know things like that. And then you're going to have what's called mortgage insurance. And mortgage insurance is that it protects the lender in case you default. So on an FHA loan, they require mortgage insurance on 
99.9% of their loans, regardless of how much money you put down, regardless of your credit score, you know, all those different types of things that go into mortgage insurance, they require it on, on all FHA loans. And that mortgage insurance is going to stay on your loan for the life of the loan. So that's a little bit different than conventional because on conventional, you're not necessarily required to have it and it can drop off. So FHA, regardless of your credit score, all those things, it's going to be the same rate for everybody. So if you have a 620 credit score and I have an 820 credit score, our mortgage insurance amount percentage is going to be the same. And that's just how FHA does that. And that's why it's a little bit easier to qualify sometimes for an FHA loan. So they also have two types. They have what's called an upfront premium. That upfront premium, you can pay for it out of pocket if you want. Most people opt to roll that into the loan, which you can do. And then they have a, a monthly amount, a monthly percentage that's going to be included in your monthly mortgage payment. And there, there is also one more added benefit that I, I would like to address with FHA. They offer what's called a streamlined refinance. So especially in the climate right now where rates are going up, you know, they're up past six. And just a couple months ago, they were in the twos and threes. So if you're purchasing now and you have an FHA loan and maybe like a year down the road, rates drop down to where it would drop your payment significantly, you can do the streamline refinance. They don't do a credit check. They don't do income verification. In most cases, there's no appraisal. It's just strictly a refinance to drop your rate and drop your payment. Now, you are still going to have mortgage insurance, and there are a few other requirements for this. But, I mean, it's a great option when it's time to refinance for FHA. Sure. And, Kiersey, can you tell us a little bit more about conventional loans and what they need for like credit scores and down payments and all, all those things that because some people have, again, never purchased a home. So this will give them a weighing difference between the FHA and versus the conventional. Right. So on conventional loans, they require a credit score of 620 or higher. Okay. And there, there's a few exceptions to this, but it's really highly unlikely that you're going to get an approval on a conventional loan with less than a 620 credit score. You can purchase a primary residence. You can purchase a second home. You can purchase a, an investment property with a conventional loan versus the FHA where you can only purchase a primary residence. And then another difference for the conventional loan is if you put 20% or more down, then you're not required to have mortgage insurance. So, you know, again, this is a little bit different than FHA, sure. that no matter how much you put down, you're going to have mortgage insurance, okay? The mortgage insurance on a conventional loan, it will automatically drop off when you reach 79% of your original loan, your principal balance to the original purchase price. So in markets that we're in right now where homes are appreciating so rapidly, you know, there's a lot of people that say, hey, you know, I bought my house six months ago. Sure. My mortgage insurance should be dropping off. Well, that's not really how they calculate it. And if you want to remove it before it reaches that point from the original, you can do that, but you have to make 
two years of payments, you know, and then they have like what's called like a desk review appraisal Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But it is possible to get that removed or say you went in and did a bunch of upgrades that would increase the value of your home. Sometimes they'll allow you to drop the mortgage insurance that way. So it's really just going to be dependent on your your specific situation. Conventional loans, they also typically require 5% down versus the FHA, which is the three and a half. Now, there, there's a few options for conventional to put 3% down, but it's only on owner-occupied properties, and they generally have a few more restrictions, first-time homebuyer, income limits, things mm-hmm. like that. So it's a little bit harder to get qualified for that 3% down conventional than it would be to, for, say, like an FHA loan. Also on a conventional loan, your appraisal process is going to be a little less stringent. So you can have, you can close with bare floors, which FHA, you can't close with bare floors. Uh, Other repairs that might be required on FHA aren't going to be required on a conventional loan. Okay. Now we've talked about FHA. We've talked about conventional. Now, how about VA loans, Kiersey? I bet there's some veterans out there or people that's active duty and they have possibly no idea or no clue if they qualify for a VA loan, which, by the way, uh, has some very good benefits to them. So, Kiersey, can you give us some vital information about VA loans? Yes, thank you, Regana. So, first of all, we want to say thank you to all our veterans out there and all our active duty for everything that they do for us and the sacrifices they make. And VA is actually my favorite type of loan to do. First of all, the borrowers, I mean, I hear so many great stories about about veterans and getting in homes and never have been able to qualify before. But so VA loan, how do you know if you qualify for that? So if you are on active duty, regular military, and you have 90 plus days of continuous service, then you qualify for a VA loan. If you're in the National Guard, if you're in the reserves, in in those other disciplines of of the military, then you need 90 non-training active duty. So not your training military, but like if you've been activated here in the States or abroad, 90 plus days of that, or six years of creditable service. So you get points for doing things in the National Guard and the Reserves. And so you need six years and a a certain number of points to do that. I see. And how do, let's say, VA interest rates compare to conventional interest rates, Kiersey? Well, VA is very competitive, and usually their rates are a little bit lower than conventional, especially because you can finance a little bit more on a VA loan. I see. And like, for example, does VA require a down payment like FHA or conventional? And if so, how much is the down payment? Great question. So VA does not require a down payment. You can put a down payment if you want, but they you can finance 100% of your purchase price on a VA loan. Okay. VA appraisals versus, let's say, a conventional appraisal, how does that compare with the appraisal situation? So a VA appraisal is going to be 
more like an FHA appraisal. The appraiser has to be VA certified before they can do the appraisal for them. You're going to have your health and safety issues that they look at. You know, they just really want to protect the the buyer that when they're getting into this home, that it's going to be a place you can go in, live, and and be comfortable without having to worry about doing a bunch of, of repairs and stuff like that. So there is one really great thing about VA appraisals that I'd like to mention is that let's say the appraiser picked up the assignment, they have looked at the house, they've looked at whatever comps they're going to use, and they don't think that the value is going to come in at what your purchase price is. Sure. So the VA is required to send out notification to the lender. And as the lender, we we notify the listing agent and the buyer's agent that, you know, you've got 48 hours. Please provide me with anything that you are aware of that the appraiser might not be as to why you feel the value is is what the purchase price is. So we provide that back to the appraiser and they definitely take that into account. And you're not going to find that on any other uh, appraisal. So it's a great thing about VA. Sounds like it. And for example, Kiersey, what if a borrower, let's say, for example, they're a VA borrower and they're being transferred, let's say, to Nellis Air Force Base per orders. Can they actually purchase the home before they physically get transferred here in Nevada? Oh, absolutely. So if you've got orders, you know, and I can't imagine picking up my whole family and moving every couple of years to a a new city, a strange place. And, you know, especially if you've got a family, you want to be able to come here. You don't want to have short term housing trying to find, especially in this market where, you know, there's no rentals and short term rentals are crazy. So if you have the orders, you can come here, you can look for a house we can get you approved, we can get the loan closed. As long as you're going to move into that property within a reasonable amount of time, and VA determines a reasonable amount of time is roughly 60 days. Now, that's going to be specific to every situation. If you have a situation that's going to take you over that 60 days, that doesn't automatically disqualify you for that. So we just look at that on a on a case-by-case basis. So it's great for them to be able to come here and just move straight into the home that they're going to live in. Sure. That sounds like a lot of good information for vets, veterans for sure. And Kiersey, what if a veteran previously had a VA loan that let's say a a while back, maybe when we had our market crash, it went into like a short sell or a foreclosure. Is that veteran still eligible to purchase again using a VA loan again? That's a good question. And I get this a lot. And I think that not many people are aware that just because you had a short sale or a foreclosure on a VA loan, that doesn't automatically disqualify you from getting another VA loan. I've done uh, plenty of homes where they had a foreclosure, they still had entitlement left, and entitlement is VA's mortgage insurance, let's say. So if you have entitlement left, then you could still purchase a home with a VA loan, and we just do like a little simple calculation to to figure that out. And, you know, it's going to be case-by-case basis. So come in and talk to me and I'd, I'd love to walk you through that. 
Okay, so that's a lot of great information for the audience. And, you know, today, my special guest, Kiersey M. Baki, she's gone over FHA, conventional, and VA financing, touched on all three. And hopefully that gives some of you people that's listening right now some really great vital information so you can put your best foot forward. And uh, if you've been contemplating buying or selling, uh, to uh, go ahead and uh, contact Kiersey and get the ball rolling with the mortgage. Kiersey, I'd like you to give your name, full name, and your company name and your phone number twice so that they know how to reach you. Great. So my name is Kiersey Mbaki, and I am with the Loan Depot. We have a couple different offices. We've got one at Town Square. We've got one at Flamingo and the 215. Uh, my phone number that you can reach me at is 702-322-0421. Again, Kiersey Mbaki, 702-322-0421. And my NMLS number is 139-8336. Wonderful, Kirsty. I really appreciate you coming on my show today and giving the audience such great information that they may not have had before. Even if someone was a purchaser of a home in the past, it's good information to refresh their memory of what it's like between the different loan products and the standard qualifications for those programs. And I am Regana Kuman Henry, and I'm with Coldwell Banker Premier Realty. And I really, really appreciate all of you that's been listening today. And I will be here every fourth Sunday of the month between 7.30 and 8 o'clock with vital information uh, for everything that's real estate here for Southern Nevada. And my name, again, it's Regana, and my telephone number is 702-596-1267. I'll repeat it one more time, 702-596-1267. Thank you so much for listening to the show. My license number is BS27880.